This is the Rich Eisen Show. How about the Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Sidearms and intercepting. Picked off by Julian Love at the 40. The Jets block the punch. Picked off at the 20-yard line. Intercepted by the Bill. Touchdown, Devontae Smith. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Broncos quarterback, Russell Wilson. Broncos country, let's ride. NFL Network analyst, Steve Mariucci. Plus, two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Long. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. After one of the greatest sports weekends we have seen in 2022 from college and professional football and Major League Baseball, playoffs and the excitement from beginning to end from the minute we went off the air on Friday to this very moment now we're getting set for a big time AFC West week six finale on Monday night football between the Chargers and the Broncos just up the road in SoFi Stadium and joining us later on in this program is indeed the quarterback of the Denver Broncos Russell Wilson I'll be sitting in the Westwood One host chair for the pregame and halftime tonight between the Chargers and the Broncos. And it is just going to be a, a fun three hours today right here on the Roku channel and the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. We say hello to all of you and those listening also on Sirius XM, Sirius Channel 218 XM 202, the app. Number is 992 if you're listening to us digitally there. We're also heard on the Odyssey app, the YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Everything that's been going down on this show for eight plus years. And also, if you miss portions of today's program, you can go to our YouTube page or sit tight right here on the Roku channel 210 because we re-air throughout the entire day. Steve Mariucci is making his way to the studio. My NFL game day morning compadre will be here at the top of hour number two. Chris Long in his usual Monday spot will be joining us momentarily. Overreaction Monday and more. Christopher Brockman, how are you over there, sir? Rich, I'm great. This feels like one of those days where we could do six hours. There's so much happened over the weekend. Absolutely. Major League Baseball playoffs, big game tonight. Uh, You guys, and so... I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to have a new World Series champion as the Phillies made the NLCS, and then the Padres bounced the 111-win Dodgers. Crazy. And and they'll be playing for the right to take on either the Astros or the Yankees or the Guardians, and that's a Game 5 that goes down tonight in the Yankees and the Guardians series after uh, Josh Naylor rocked uh, people to sleep, and then uh, Garrett Cole earned his pinstripes last night with mm-hmm. easily his best big-time performance as a Yankee. Yep. To date, we'll discuss that on the program. Uh, your Syracuse Orange took care of business. They're still undefeated. We're ranked 14. My, my Michigan Wolverines are sitting there after dismantling Penn State, which is uh, something that I find, what's the word for it, delicious. <laughs> um, and uh, good to see you, DJ Mikey D. Isn't these nuts? Morning, Rich. I got caught up. I got caught up. I know. Because uh, like, you know, you know, there is so much it. to review and so talk much. about. Like the candle, T.J. Jefferson. How are you, sir? I mean, the candle's lit. It smells like strawberry pound cake. So Ooh, we got hey. that going for us. Which is nice. Which is nice. By Mooch the way, is- you might have to douse that before Mooch comes in here because he might think that that, that <laughs> actually is. Like yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Be careful. Don't feed the animals. Is what and congrats like on the big win on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. I tell you this much. 
Mm-hmm. Your two running backs. They're good. They're good, and their post-game interview was great. I like those two. I do like those two. You're talking about uh, some some great running performances throughout the entire weekend that we saw in all of college football. Tennessee beat Alabama and then took the goalposts all the way down to the river and threw it in the van down by the river. (laughs) That was amazing. They threw it it in the water. And then. Uh, I know. Lots of – and then (laughs) – and then and then. So lots to talk about. Um, So let me just jump into it right here. I, I cannot imagine how over-the-moon Buffalo Bills fans must be right now. Uh, because in the last several years since he's been in the league, Patrick Mahomes has been held up, and rightfully so, as the dream come true that can drop in any team's lap and change their fortunes of decades of mediocrity despite bursts of excitement and optimism. But for a 50-year period, the Kansas City Chiefs went from winning a Super Bowl early on in their careers and then trying to just damn win one playoff game, right? Despite having some successes. And Mahomes was held up as that guy and and the, the jewel who wins a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP and then a league MVP. And we're, you know, when, when will we see another? And every other team looking at that who had years and years and years of waiting and hoping, not getting that quarterback, despite the years of waiting and hoping. And it sure looked like the Buffalo Bills were going to be one of them. And they got on the night of the draft in 2018, supposedly the third best quarterback, with the Browns taking Baker Mayfield first and then the Jets taking Sam Darnold second and then sitting right there for the Bills to take. It was Josh Allen. And even that night, it was just like, okay, big kid, big strong arm, not accurate. Nobody really saw him play colleges there in Wyoming, right? Yeah, exactly. Nobody saw him play. 50% completion percentage, right? College. What's he doing there? If he was so damn good and out of high school, right. why would he be going there playing his football there? You know, right? Now he's the king of the world. <laughs> Uh, he is. There's no doubt. There's no question. There's no doubt. He is, he is the paragon of who you're hoping for now. Let me look up paragon real quick. He is the personification of who you're looking for. He is the standard of you are hoping on your football hope chest to get your Josh Allen. The guy who can beat you with his arm, beat you with his legs, beat you with his heart. And what he now has... What he now has, and he had it before, and even if they lost yesterday, and the Chiefs had a chance to win this football game, as we all know. But what he has now, and we saw it yesterday in this game twice, is the air of invincibility and inevitability. Where you know it doesn't matter down distance. You know he's got the ability to come get you. You know and in the case of yesterday, at the end of each half, he went and did it. Went and did it. And the Chiefs defense came out balling. Man, is that Nick Bolton good or what? And that's the guy I choose to point out. I know that they've got guys up front like Chris Jones and, and, and Frank Clark. But that kid is really good at the linebacker spot. Really good. And they didn't even have a touchdown. And they're down 7-3, and there's 
a minute and change to go in the half, and he's standing in his own end zone. And normally you'd be like, okay, just don't turn it over. Don't make a mistake. Don't make it worse. Don't give the ball back to Mahomes with good field position. He's going to come get you because that's what he does. And they just go 96 yards like it was nothing. Like it was 96 like, yards. Just like cool. 96 <laughs> yards in seven plays. Now, buck 13 right before the half. Now, Harrison Butker kicked a 62-yarder because the Chiefs then went ahead and did to the Bills what they did to the Bills at the end of the game in the regulation last year's playoffs, which is take this minuscule amount of seconds and go and score. And that's what Mahomes does to you. And that's what normally messes with your head, too. Certainly if you're an arrowhead and you've had your last two seasons and an arrowhead. And sure enough, Mahomes takes the lead again on this Bills team. And then the Bills, down 20 to 17. Allen puts together a 12-play, 76-yard touchdown drive in which you're thinking to yourself, because this is the normal standard way that football fans think because they don't usually have a quarterback as generationally brilliant as, as Josh Allen and an offense suited with playmakers around him and an offensive line that can protect him even though sometimes he doesn't care about protecting himself. But, I I mean, he – normally you would think, okay, just go kick a field goal. You'll tie the game. We'll have another overtime, right? But suddenly they keep moving the ball down the field and moving the ball down the field, and you're thinking, oh, my God, are they going to score a touchdown? And then he leaps over (laughs) Justin Reed. How many Chiefs can this man hurdle? Answer two. One last year. In a loss, by the way, in a regular season, and then won this year. Okay. Hey, touchdown. And then the Bills defense, Taron Johnson makes a play because Leslie Frazier's defense is pretty damn freaking good too, even though they finally, finally gave up more than seven points in the second half. They'd only given up seven points in the second half all the way through to this game, and you knew Mahomes was going to score on them. And they made a defensive play and made a winner out of the Bills. 24-20 is your final. Juju Smith-Schuster with his best game as a Chief, and Kelsey did his usual thing, didn't get in the end zone. Von Miller. Von Miller came up with a huge sack of Mahomes that led to that game-winning drive I told you about. Put it in the end zone. That's what you do. You put it in the end zone on the Chiefs when you have to. And this time they came up with a defensive stop to end the game. And now the Bills have that calling card in their back pocket. Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC West. There is no doubt about that in my mind. And can absolutely go into Buffalo in January and win that football game, as we all know. But it helps for the Bills to do that in Arrowhead yesterday in week six. And what this does is does give Josh Allen that leg up on an MVP chat. So I'm not going to sit here and eviscerate the Chiefs because that's what you do to a team that loses in the NFL and you lionize the team that wins, certainly in a regular season game that has this much at stake. And I have spent the last several minutes lionizing the Bills, but I've done it since day one when we started playing football this year. And what the Bills have done is went into Los Angeles on a night that they raised a banner and handed out those satellites they call rings Mm -hmm. and win that game in punking the Rams. 
And I know the Rams are just three and three now and needed to really pull victory out of the jaws of defeat against an interim head coach yesterday in Carolina. But on the night of banners being raised and rings being handed out, you don't know that. So the Bills did what they had to do there. They destroyed the Tennessee Titans on a Monday night too. Put Malik Willis in the game in week in the third quarter of that one. They went into Miami, and despite being so banged up on the back end, damn near won the football game anyway. Last time Miami's won, by the way, was that game. They went into Baltimore. They got some help, yeah, on a terrible roughing the passer penalty, which turned out to be a canary in quite the coal mine. But the Bills still came out with the win there against Baltimore before destroying Pittsburgh, which somehow bounced back against Tom Brady yesterday. And then doing what they did against Kansas City. They sit on a bye. They've got Green Bay at home. You just saw what the Jets did to Green Bay. And how about this game now having some importance? Week 9 at the Jets. That'll be another time where somebody's trying to come at the King. We'll see what the Bills do on that one. And I proffer to say that they will play a heck of a football game because that's what they do. They don't show up and fold. There's no holes here. What a win. Now, I do want to touch on the Sunday night game a little bit here. The uh, Eagles are clearly the class of the NFC through six weeks. Something I didn't think I would be saying. I definitely thought that they would beat the Cowboys in this game going into the season because, TJ, I picked the Eagles to win the division. And you can't win a division without winning all your home games in division. Or it becomes that much tougher. I certainly didn't see Cooper Rush being the quarterback coming into this game on a four-game win streak, I might add. And what the Philadelphia Eagles did is kind of what they normally do, which is play a heck of a second quarter to really put you down and out and then struggle to maintain that lead before hanging on. And that's what the Eagles did yesterday. They picked off Cooper Rush three times, and Jalen Hurts had a nice night with A.J. Brown. Miles Sanders got in the end zone just like Brown as well. The running game was stout. And when Lane Johnson went out with a concussion, that's when Micah Parsons became unleashed, and the Cowboys put together quite a run down 20-3 and made it a 20-17 ball game. But when you are a championship quality team trying to stay undefeated as the lone remaining undefeated team in the NFL you put together a drive like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles did 13 plays 75 yards seven and a half minutes that put this thing in the oven fully baked and out came an undefeated cake because the Eagles wound up picking off Cooper Rush right after it and that wrapped it up, 26-17. to 17. And the Eagles, I just sit here and I watch them, and you know I love Jalen Hurts, and I love the fact that they're so diverse in their offense. That play that they ran twice to A.J. Brown, one for a touchdown, one for a first down, where they kind of move him in motion from right to left, and then he comes back from left to right, and Hurts is rolling out with him, and it's a two-man game. You either come get Jalen Hurts and leave A.J. Brown open, or you go cover A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts can come run past you. And Micah Parsons was that guy in the middle. Put the best defensive player in my mind in the NFL in a bind twice, and it worked out. One for a touchdown, one for a first down. It really is fascinating to watch this offense. But I am wondering, what does happen if somebody douses the run game on him 
And that'll be some of the questions that I will get answered. We'll all get answered. But for the moment, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. And I will tell you this in the same way that I will not and did not say criticize the Chiefs for losing that game. TJ Jefferson, you and the Dallas Cowboys fan base, that was as good a loss as you could have expected last night. I'm telling you what. That, it was. That was as good a loss. And I you can't win them all. No. And you certainly can't win them all on the road in division. You already got to win over the Giants, who are now a game in front of you, because they had a monster finish to their game against the Ravens, turning Lamar Jackson over twice in his last two possessions to come out with the win. Hey. Fell down early. Cooper Rush had his carriage turned back into a pumpkin. Yeah. And they still made a damn close game out of it, put a huge scare in Philadelphia, and didn't come up with the win. But they can hang their hat on a nice second half. Very much so. And this is now the perfect time for saying this is exactly where Dak will take this team they won't fall down, one would think, 20-3 to three in the first place. But if they do, he adds a certain element to this team and a dynamic that Cooper Rush doesn't have that next gear. Dak's shown that he has. It's his team, and he's going to come back, and they can say when they face each other on Christmas, hey, we almost beat you in your house with Cooper Rush. And here comes Dak taking on the... Lions and the Bears, oh my, because I'm assuming he's coming back. He had a, a really nice workout before the game, all, all eyes on him. He threw it well. He got through it well. Then there's a bye week, and then they're at Green Bay, and it's kind of like after you saw what the Jets did in Lambeau Field, why can't Micah Parsons and the rest of them come and do that to Aaron Rodgers too? Two very winnable games coming up. I mean – Absolutely You're right, it, and, it, and 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 the quarterback controversy that never really was is over. This was the perfect transition, and now you can say to Cooper Rush, "Atta boy." You say thank you, bro. Thank you, yep. because Good we work. have we Good are work, two games above five hundred. Handed it back to Dak when we were one game under five hundred. When you handed it to Dak from Dak to uh, when we you took it from Dak. And all's good. They're two and a half games behind Philadelphia, but there is a lot of football to be played. You'll see them again, and let's see what goes down. Problem is the Eagles and the Giants' schedule over the next month is really winnable games for both of them, but same thing for you. Yeah, I mean, we can't worry about them. We just got to win our games. I'm sitting here thinking the Cowboys, that's, that's, that's how you drive. If they could have drawn it up that way, they would have, and then obviously they would want it to have won. But yeah, I mean, I hear that the Eagles rushed so well yesterday. Yes, they only rushed for two more yards than the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys ran the ball well yesterday themselves. So let's take a break. Chris Long's going to join us to uh, hit on all these subjects, including Tom Brady losing in Pittsburgh and airing it out uh, on his offensive line. And I wonder what he thinks of that and everything else from week number five. When we come back, the Greenlight Podcast host and two-time Super Bowl champion, his usual Monday spot. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, NetSuite wants you to know your numbers because in this particular economic environment, it is crucial that you and your business know your numbers. It's a dangerous time to not know. Over 31,000 businesses, however, have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting. You can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, improve margins, everything you need all in one place. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Joining us here in his usual Monday spot. So much to talk about. My goodness. Certainly after this weekend. The Greenlight Podcast hosts get it where all podcasts are acquired. One of our favorites on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line once again. Two-time Super Bowl champ Chris Long. How you doing, Chris? I'm good, man. How are you? Great. What a weekend. I mean, what an incredible weekend of sports. And uh, let's just dive right into it. What do you think of when you watch Josh Allen play football, Chris? Honestly, um, we were just talking about it. I, I don't know if there's a guy, and maybe it was a guy on the other sideline, that I trust as much as uh, Josh Allen getting the ball needing uh, you know, a touchdown at the end of a football game. By the way, great drive to finish the half, and then great drive to finish the game. I mean, on the road, guys at Arrowhead are getting jumps that are crazy. There's dudes in the backfield before the ball snaps. So it's so loud. Like I was at that playoff game last year. Uh, that hundred point playoff game, mm-hmm. um, and, and and it was just electric. You can't appreciate it watching TV, and for Josh to do that, um, and for me uh, watching that game, not really having a doubt in my mind that he's going to go get six. It's just it, the guy's incredible because a lot of times in situations like that, when you have four downs, you have to get conversions. People get bogged down because the pass rush collapses, the pocket collapses, they, they lose sight, everybody's covered. And Josh, he's got that option to extend every play and not just to throw, to tuck it and run for 40 yards. And it, it's like Cam Newton like on steroids, man. I, I've just, 
I've never seen anything like it. It's a lot of fun to watch. And that game's awesome, too. I got a hot take for you. I'm way more into a 24-20 game than I am, like, 47-41. Huh. Uh, okay. I, that was fun for me, watching those two teams have to figure it out offensively a little bit. Every possession is more important. Yeah, I, I agree. Rather than just a shootout where it looks like, you know, two eight-year-olds hopped up on a bag of Skittles playing a video game, you know, like I I, yeah. I, I, I agree yeah. with you. You know, like this game, and, and I thought it was neat as well that this rematch of that shootout began with two red zone turnovers, one by each quarterback, one fumble, one interception, and that there was a struggle. It was just 10 points being scored in the first half of that game till we saw a little bit of what we saw last year, which was the last two minutes having uh, quite a bit of action within it. And I'll be honest, here's another hot take for you, uh, and this is the way I kind of open the show here. Maybe the team that could best beat the Bills isn't in the NFC. It was a team that they played yesterday. Maybe that's it. And Would you agree with that? So, maybe so. I mean, the Eagles um, are real good, and it was like we got to see the best of the AFC, and then we got to roll right into the the best of the NFC with the Eagles. Um, and I'm I'm just... I'm really impressed with, with Buffalo's defense. That, that for me, is they can play a whole different brand of football. I mean, they've always had a pretty good defense, but it seems like this year it's really coming together. And Von Miller, who obviously forces a field goal, um, then, he, then he sacks him to get him off the field, and then you know the last possession flushes Mahomes out, and you, you know the rest with the pick. I mean, like adding that piece um, is huge. Matt Milano is legitimately one of the – I mean, he's got to be the most fun off-ball linebacker in the league to watch right now. Um, he just makes difficult plays look so routine. You know, whether it's a tackle in the flat or, you know, coverage. Um, he's just all over the field. If, you know, up at BC, they got a conveyor belt of these just football machines. You know, you went from Keekly to this dude. They're, I, he's so fun, man. Um He's a great player, and that defense is really fun. First level, second level, third level, the safeties. Um, really good team. No doubt about it. And uh, Chris Long here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And and watching the Eagles come up with that huge fourth-quarter drive to quelch the Cowboys' comeback and then make that pick of Cooper Rush to end the game, if not the Cooper Rush quarterback controversy conversation that's been going on for about a month. It, 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 it was incredibly impressive, and they are the best team in the NFC, no question about it, but it just led me to think, what happens if they do face a team that they can't run the ball on? What's going to happen then? Do you have any concerns on that front, Chris Long? No, I mean, I, I don't know who that team would be. I mean, there's some tough teams out there up front and everything, but the Eagles can give you so many looks, and you know, look at the way they came into the game last night and game plan for Parsons, which, you know, it's been kind of a big deal has been made about it. But a lot of the first half, keeping him off balance and sometimes a, a player who, and I don't think there's a, I can count on one hand the players that I've seen uh, since I came in the league and have been retired defensively that had instincts like Micah Parsons. Like his instincts are so great. He's so good reacting. He's obviously a brilliant player. And that defense is probably more complicated than we know. But when you make any great player have to stop his feet, widen his base to start a play and stand in space and think about a, a QB pull or A.J. Brown coming across the formation, um, as they, they did early with him, and he probably should have blown A.J. Brown up because that's what we're kind of coached to do on those you know, little shallow crosses across the formation. Um, you know, they, they are uh, 
they're giving you a lot of looks mm. defender, and not to mention you have guys that can at least survive against Michael Parsons, and I believe the best left right tackle in the game, uh, maybe the best tackle in the game right now uh, with Trent Williams out uh, is Lane Johnson. So they got Mylotta back last night. You lost Lane in the second half with a concussion. Things got a little hairy for him. Uh, but I think Hurts, Sanders, Gainwell running the ball on that one drive, like even their run game isn't one-dimensional. So hmm. they do a lot. Uh, and, and and for a defense to react to everything they can throw at you, it's kind of scary. And Jalen Hurts, man, he just – he's got it. I mean, like, he just has this it factor. I trust him. You know, I think he's, he's a brilliant cat, um, and I think he says and does all the right things. And he just seems like the ultimate team guy. So this is a team that's playing with a lot of resolve, a lot of juice. I don't know where their big challenge is going to be coming mm. up. I mean, you know, inevitably things right. get complacent. There's a bad matchup, but they're going to be favored in every game. And that Christmas showdown for the, you know, against the Cowboys is going to be crazy. And if you're the Cowboys, honestly, you got a second half to hang your hat on. No doubt. You know, they're going to be talking about, hey, we, we, we played better in that second half. We got things under control. Um, we're going to get Dak back. It's the perfect segue, right? Super rush, not, you know, not being able to to have enough to beat the team that you have to beat because you don't have to beat the Rams, you don't have to beat you know any of these other teams that they've been playing the last four or five weeks. You have to beat the Eagles, and uh, they've got Lions uh, at home, they got the Bears at home, and then they got a bye week. So the Cowboys have a chance to really round into form in the second half of this season. They got to feel good about that second matchup. I mean, there were things on tape there that they can definitely uh hang their hat on chris long here on the rich eisen show and as usual monday spot so let's let's talk about the rest of the nfc because you just mentioned how the eagles know they don't have to beat the rams in order to get where they want to go and you could throw both bay teams in there now green bay getting spanked by the jets and then tampa losing a game in pittsburgh that one would think they 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 should have easily won now obviously that's it's easy to say that from your couch as I or from this desk. Yeah. But um, uh, my question for you about that Tampa loss in Pittsburgh involves Brady, one would and, and yeah. your former teammate of his and the one thing that you could never question about Tom Brady, one of the, of the many there, there's many things is is him being a beloved teammate and watching him bark at his offensive line yesterday, Chris, I couldn't help but think is there at all in your thought process anybody on that team, any of those offensive linemen that would look back at him and say, you went to Bob Kraft's wedding, you weren't at the walkthrough, and you're going to come at me? I mean, is that possible that could creep into any thoughts of any of his I'm teammates? Sure, I'm sure it could creep into somebody's thoughts because people have, like, really weak thoughts when they're not playing well. Right. But, like, I, I'm not caping for Brady. Like, I probably wouldn't have gone there, like, but I'm not Tom Brady. There's different rules for different people on a Friday night. You know, like, um, he's the GOAT. And, like, if I'm Tom or if I'm defending Tom, I'd probably say, well, like, good luck, you know, you, you know, run, running out there with a different quarterback under center. I mean, like, this is who you got. He's the GOAT. There's a lot of issues with this team, and Tom Brady's not the issue. Okay? Like, I think if you look at Tampa, they got whooped up front inside yesterday. They got whooped when they got in the red zone. Um, Cam Hayward was a beast. Ogunjobi was a beast. Um, they, they were they were dominated in, in certain short yardage situations, and they don't have people to throw the ball to, man. Like, and and I said this before the season. There's a thin line between 
having an embarrassment of riches on paper for the Bucks. You know, they're trying to roll out. They got Julio Jones. They have Mike Evans. They have, you know, Gage. They have some tight ends. You know, like they brought in Kyle Rudolph. So on paper, like there's activity. Like don't confuse activity with, with progress. Because in free agency, what they did is they, they added some pieces that, like, Julio hasn't been healthy. You could have seen that coming, right? Um, Gage is not the guy you want to be throwing to two out of three times when you got to have it in the red zone, right? You miss Gronk. Um, the interior offensive line was not supposed to be this banged up. This is a roster that if it were at full strength, they'd be better off. But I don't know if they have the horses to keep up this year. I just don't. And uh, – their defense is going to keep them in it, and Tom's going to keep them in it. I think they'll look back at this this game, and it'll be a blip on the radar, um, and they'll be in the playoffs. But they just don't have that top gear that they've had in the past. And um, you can relate it to Tom not being at camp. You can relate it to Tom going to Robert Kraft's surprise wedding, which I think is a cool move. Okay, come to my party, surprise him getting married. Mm-hmm. Don't make a big deal about it. Uh, but. I think the problem is with the way this roster is constructed this year. You know, the standard that they're trying to meet is going to be hard to meet it with the way this roster is constructed. And 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 I got to tip my cap to Mitch Trubisky yesterday because mm. he comes in the game, Picky gets drilled, uh, Trubisky gets, third and fifteen converts, he gives the team a lot of confidence there right off the bat. He converted like a third and thirteen. He had a third and 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 then ten plus with three minutes to go to Claypool. He had you know, a third and 11 that he picked up basically with his wheels late in that game to ice it. Mitch Trubisky, uh, for a guy who's kind of been, you know, his Did, approval rating hasn't always been real high and people want to pick it. It had to feel good for him to come in and secure that win. Well, I, that's why I wanted to ask you about Brady, um, Chris, because I had that notion that I posited to you moments ago placed into my Twitter timeline by multiple people yesterday. And that's the one thing that would genuinely concern me is if suddenly Tampa, anybody on that team looks at Tom as they're starting to lose and there's that winning deodorant is not being sprayed enough. And Atlanta's now got the same record as them, even though they beat Atlanta just last week. Um, I, I'm I'm wondering if any of those doubts could possibly creep into that locker room, Chris. Sure. I mean, like, yeah, in some corner of the locker room, maybe there's somebody that's like, and maybe it's more. Maybe I'm I'm out of touch on this thing, but I, I used to think like this: like, does Tom Brady give me a better chance to win than if he wasn't <laughs> here? Right. Tom Brady gives me a better chance to win than if he wasn't here. Tom Brady could be any number of places right now. He could be on the Mass Singer. He could be in like in Santorini, Greece. He could be, you know, uh, he could be do any. He could be hosting. He could be replacing Blake Shelton on that show where they <laughs> listen to people sing. Like I don't know what it is. I don't watch TV. Rich, this is like, the voice. It's the voice, Chris. It's called the voice. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but like the voice, he could be doing anything, bro. He could be in movies, and he's deciding to play football. Now he missed a bit of camp. Uh, his personal life is his personal life. Obviously, there was a lot going on there, more than we knew. Um, but this is a Friday night thing. Your owner gets married, you know, and I bet you he knew he was getting married. I bet you if anybody knew that Robert Kraft was getting married on a Friday night, an hour flight away or, you know, like whatever it was in a PJ, I don't think this is the end of the world. I, I think what, what, what sucks for the Bucks is they're not very good offensively. And for Tom Brady, you know, in the red zone, they don't know who to throw the ball to. So uh, it's that simple for me. I mean, like, if people start coming out on that team and saying, hey, we don't like our quarterback, I say, okay, well, petition for Blaine Gabbert then. Because, like, once they lock the doors in an NFL season, like, the, the, the gates are closed. Like, you, you're, you got who you got. And 
you got to be pretty glad you got this guy. He's, the throws he made yesterday, they were up and down, but one of the throws he made was incredible. That ball to that tight end, he put it on Spillane's left ear in the middle of the field. It was one of the most incredible throws I saw all weekend. Ironically, the Rodgers throw to Lazard was amazing. Yes, And these are two guys who really you know, struggled like with consistency offensively, and they're still making these top-end throws, man. So I think for those two guys, it's about what's going on with the offense. It's not them. You know, and I'm not caping for these guys. Uh, it's the offense. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. A few minutes left with the Greenlight Podcast host. Get Greenlight, Greenlight Podcast where all podcasts can be acquired. The sports talk radio portion of our conversation has arrived, sir. The 5-1 and one team you believe in more, the Giants, the Vikings. Who is it? The Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are pretty darn good, man. Um, they're having fun. You got Kirk Cousins on the, on the plane, like, you're putting a, he's got he's multiple chains on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> he's one of the guys now, bro. Like he's 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 no longer a QB. He's a football player, and like that's a serious rite of passage uh, for Kirk Cousins because I feel like the book's always been on him. Is like people always want more. His public approval rating has never matched his production, and uh, you've wondered like, do, do oh, his teammates you. love him? Thank like, you. is he magnetic? And, yep, you know, like and winning cures everything. Like whatever concerns you have about <laughs> Kirk Cousins, um, that head coach is doing a good job. Uh, they, they're doing a nice job on defense. Zedarius Smith had Whoops, 10 yeah. pressures yesterday. That guy, That's never good. I think I read that he's costing Green Bay like three times more than he's costing Minnesota ah, okay. this year. So they're a good football team, man. They really are. Nice and then and last one for you, Chris. Um, my favorite moment of the weekend, okay? I mean, there's so many different – uh, snapshots you see in an NFL weekend, but it had to have been, I'm sure you saw it, the rookie right. Brendan Schooler of the Patriots getting a muffed punt and taking the football and walking it up to Belichick. Yeah, and and I, I say not, this respectfully, sort of like, you know, a dog bringing, uh, you know, a, a, kill, a killed rat. Which, that yeah, a, bird, it, right, a bird, right, to, to its to his or her owner. My dog doesn't bring rats. You live in where, like uh, LA or New York? Uh, you live in LA, right? Yeah, I'm from New York. You know, so I'm from New York City. Yeah, you're thinking right. rats. I'm like, I know. Okay, where I live, there's no rats. I was gonna go gift like a little stuffy, a little stuffy. But just seeing, just seeing uh, the rookie present the the ball he had just acquired on special on teams to Belichick and having the assistant try to head him off at the pass but not get him there in time and no, Bell- no, no we don't do that <laughs> no 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 like what did you no, think of buddy. that moment man no. what did you think of that yeah. Yeah, i thought it was cool. and bill like i was talking about this on the pod like he's so charged up he's like the world's biggest jim brown fan so like when he goes to cleveland yeah he wants to play well and like obviously as my co-host pointed out there was also yeah. some cleveland history with him yes. but i don't think he hates uh, cleveland like he hates the jets <laughs> Um, I think it's more true. about like he wants to show out when he goes there. Literally, he used to stop the he stopped the bus the one year I was there. We went to Cleveland. We stopped. The, he was just like stop the bus. We got out and, and took like a, oh, a class picture with the Jim Brown statue. Is that so, right? Is that yeah, right? My my man, my man loves. He loves like I, I ranked him earlier. He's his favorite three things: the Naval Academy, hmm. Jim Brown, and lacrosse. And I think lacrosse might be because of Jim Brown. So. This is a big, big deal for Bill, and he did stop. I got a confirmation from Devin McCourty. They stopped the statue again. So this is a big deal for Bill. (laughs) My favorite thing of the weekend was Brandon Graham uh, 
hitting Cooper Rush and ensuring no, that the millions no, of people not. with Eagles tickets I mean, I'll, um, I'll got their money so. uh, <laughs> late Sunday night. And I was one of them. Uh, that was a huge <laughs> play. It is a, it no, is just, a big play. For, he was a great teammate to me on the field. So he he continues to be a great teammate. So I love BG, man. Who's on the pod this week for you? What do you got for me? Shoot, man. We're living one day at a time this no week, worries, aren't we? Man. Do we have right, anybody? We'll Cowboy Reed? Are we? You got it, man. Oh, Later. Michael Irvin. So I can't <laughs> wait to gloat about. All right. And our, our friend, your friend, you're better friends with Mike, but I, I love that dude, man. He's awesome. He is, is great. Is he not one of the best? He is. He, he was at my wedding. My wife had known him before I, I did. Uh, she invited him after running into him in the streets of New York City two days before the wedding. He said he would be there. He showed up in an electric blue tuxedo, sat on her side of the aisle. All my friends were like, what the hell is Michael Irvin doing at your wedding? He also spoke at my daughter's baby naming. You got <laughs> you had a baby naming? Uh, we did have a baby naming, um, and he spoke there and spoke so brilliantly about fatherhood and family off the top of his head. He is truly one of my favorite people on planet Earth. And, you know, just uh, what stories? You just never know, Rich, when you meet these Hall of Famers and, like, just really special people who could just walk right past you, step over you on the side of the street. Like, he's the best. He's he's just so down to earth and so cool. And when I was a young kid, uh, before I was a Panthers fan, Mm. because the Panthers had an – when we moved to Virginia, when I was a young kid, we moved to Virginia, I became a Panthers fan. I was a big Cowboys fan from, like, years one to – 11, 12. All right. And Michael Irvin was one of my favorite players. And so that always made a big impact on me as an adult, how cool and down to earth that guy was the, the few times I've run into him. And yeah, he'll be on the show this week. I love that dude. You're going to love it. You're going to love him. And, uh, he, you know, he's fired up. I think he thinks he's getting Dak back this week. So do I. And it's the Lions okay. and the Bears and then a bye and then Green Bay, which is a beatable team, it appears yep. right now. So I think the Cowboys yep. are in fine shape. Thanks for the time. We need to talk about your Jets. Go Jets, man. Well, you know what? I figured I was going to talk about it later in the show, and I need to keep hitting it. But that was one of the most satisfying wins I have witnessed as a Jet fan in in a long time. That was a big-ass rite of passage. And then Sauce putting the cheese head on uh, was was the type of flex that the Jets – normally don't um uh, don't do because uh, they don't really have the standing in which to do it and you can i don't s- think they're going to do that in new england the great thing <sighs> about sauce doing that is they don't have to see that team again unless you see them in the super bowl that's, that's true a big, it's an insider tip if you're gonna if you're gonna hot dog a team you do it when they're not in your division you don't have to see them in like november so but yeah what a weekend man look at us jets eagles michigan and virginia on a bye so <laughs> perfect well said sir well said thanks for the time as always chris you're the best appreciate it thanks rich everybody check out green light podcast with chris long and michael irvin this week right here on the rich eisen show let's take a break when we come back um so much i mean i I don't even know what we can hit you know you know what we'll do we're going to pay off something that happened last week on this program oh oh Yeah, you hear it first here, and then you hear it on your television on Sundays. That's coming up next before Moots joins us. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, so we're back here on The Rich Eisen Show, right here on our terrestrial radio network, back on The Rich Eisen Show. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. <laughs> in the zone. Sorry, that's just only, there's only one way I can, I, I can say that. It's it's that AutoZone. Um, only one way you should do it. Russell Wilson's in hour three. Thank He's playing us. tonight. I'll be that's doing, right. I'll be doing the Westwood One um, studio coverage, pregame and half. How are you going to uh, navigate that with the uh, big game five tonight? Um, I will be a professional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will be a professional. At some point, as I throw to Kevin Harlan, I'm like, that was definitely not a strike. You know, I mean, I'm firing as bad in the postseason. Yeah, I'll be focused. Okay, I'm a professional. All right, all right. I'm a professional. And um, by the way, do you miss us when you do these every Monday? Of you kind of wish I miss we you all the time. Do you want us to chime in? I mean, yeah. I can come over to your house. I miss you all the time. Well, I don't know where he lives, but I'm, I can't. But. I'm a lead pipe wielding professional, and I respect others in our business who, who are and can uh, take requests mm-hmm. when they appear on this program and then deliver. Not everyone delivers when they do that. That is a fact. Ian Eagle was on this show on Wednesday, and we knew he was calling the Ravens versus the Giants in the big storyline here. Wink Martindale. Yep. <laughs> Former yeah. D.C. in Baltimore is now the D.C. in New York. And we all know, you know, you remember Wink Martindale, the uh, game show host. I, mean. I asked Ian of a favor. Well, it makes sense that Wink Martindale is bringing the heat because he did that all the time as the host of Tic Tac Doe, right, Ian? He did. You know, he remember did, that? Man. Remember that dragon? Whenever they would find the dragon, those unsuspecting <laughs> players of Tic Tac well, Doe. If, if I can yeah. work in various game show host Please. names over the course of this broadcast, who, who would you most want to hear? <laughs> which, which game show host will tickle your fans? Mm, wow. You know, I, uh, there's nobody named. Can you look up Brockman the roster? There's nobody named Jim Perry on there, right? There's no Jack. Uh, what uh, Bill Cullen? Is there a Bill? Is there a Cullen? Great. Is there a Cullen? Great. I'm trying to go down. I'm trying trying to go on. Oh, it doesn't even matter. I don't even need a name that connects. I'll just find a way. To <laughs> apropos of Tom nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just uh, apropos of nothing. Just start dropping names when you see Wink Martindale. It'd be fantastic. I'll laugh. I don't know. I don't know if CBS will. But I'll do it for an audience of one. Thanks. It's, it's, appreciate that. All right. So uh, sure enough, end of game. Fumble. Wink Martindale's defense causes a game-ending fumble of Lamar Jackson to put it on the floor and recover. Game over. Here's Iron Eagle's call. Jackson loses the ball. Pop free. The ball still rolling around. The Giants jump on it. Thibodeau with the strip. Big blue with a big play. And for Wink Martindale, the former defensive coordinator... Of the Baltimore Ravens, tick tack doe for this Giants D. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I grabbed my phone and I texted that man. Here's the exchange. I texted him. I feel like we have a special bond. He wrote back, we do. And then 
An hour and a half later, <laughs> a Wink Martindale game show headshot. I, mean, I wrote him back that oh he completes God. me. Oh, my. Did it take him that long to oh. find that picture? I don't know. But no, I mean, he, he ruminated on it. <laughs> he might have been busy. He know? ruminated. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think the game was still happening. An hour, actually, 41 oh, minutes later, that. came the Wink Martindale photograph. Legend. <laughs> I agree. Iron he's Eagle a, is a legend. legend. He's a legend. Yes, he is. <laughs> Steve Mariucci in studio when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. God, I love Iron Eagle. He did it. The best. He did it. And he's perfect. Did Tic Tac Toe. Oh, yeah. Noah did Which the, was amazing. the uh, Falcons shocking uh, win yeah. over the 49ers. Brock, we got to enjoy that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were watching that one. Why? Wow, enjoyed, you enjoyed that for two reasons. One, you're, you love uh, Syracuse Orange callers. I do. And two, you love. Coming on this program and saying Kyle Shanahan's seat should be hot. I do. I do love that. You love that. That's I one of do. your favorite five very things to do in a football. Like, if you had a top five. It's very up there. If I had a top five list of the five things you love to talk about on the program on during an NFL season, is it, that Kyle Shanahan it, isn't all that. It deserves to be very hot. It deserves I don't know what the hot. hell happened there, man. Except the Falcons are. Um, sneaky good. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. They can come get you. A sneaky playoff team. Falcons are three and three. They are tied for the lead. Yeah. Well, I mean, they lost to a to a Tampa, so right. they, they have a lot. They're in second place right. technically in the in the NFC South, but they are three and three. Mm-hmm. And the 49 I mean, that's one of those where I this guess is a, just a weird division. The Saints uh, should have won yesterday too. You know, Joey Burr had a day. Joey Burrow showing up to the Superdome in Jamar Chase's gamer is a way to describe the fact that he's not losing on that day. That and was I the know, real game jersey. It had dirt on it and everything. I mean, that was his indication. Like, okay, uh, we're not losing today. That was a bold. That's as bold as it gets for Joe Burrow. And then he had a heck of a day, 300 yards, and he ran one in through through a couple, including the Chase. Mooch coming up. 